When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. Or shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. Want to get something off your chest? Call the vent line and raise hell. That number is 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, I'm back. I'm back. I took yesterday off. I, uh, I meant to be back at the studio in time to put together the show, but uh, I went surfing and it was just too good to leave. I figured uh, we could all do uh, for a day off without uh, any more of this coronavirus news and the the mass hysteria that has overtaken uh, our uh, elected officials in Washington on your state level. I've fallen behind Tucker on the uh, on the news cycle now, so I guess uh, I'll probably be uh, covering some of the same stories that he covered last night. A lot of the times, if you tune into this show and then you tune into Tucker, you'll see that he uh, he covers the same stories that uh, that I did earlier in the day. But uh, now I've got to play catch up. I was out over the weekend, uh, driving up and down the coast, getting uh, getting outside. Uh, most of the restaurants and uh, and other venues down here are still closed, but down here in Florida, I don't know about where you live, but down here in Florida, uh, f- these crackers ain't having it no more. <laughs> we we still got this uh, this lockdown, this uh, this shutdown in effect. Uh, DeSantis has not followed the uh, the governors in Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee, and gone ahead and lifted this thing. But really, it, it's over. This this shutdown's ended. I think people are starting to realize that. Um, you know, it's time to get outside. Uh, the data is really not supporting these shutdowns any longer. And uh, down here in Florida, at least, it, it appears that the authorities are just turning a blind eye to it. I was going up the coast, and uh, all of the state and county parks were still closed. Their parking lots to the beaches were still closed, but people were just lined down the road on the shoulder of the road parking and, and, uh, and getting out in the into the sun. And uh, a lot of people are... Uh, are somehow getting uh getting their boats in the water and uh and they're all up and down the river here as well so send me an email let me know what's going on in your state um you can't really rely on the the news media anymore because they have an agenda and that agenda is to uh continue to stoke fear and panic because it leads to ratings and it uh it uh, 
it diminishes the likelihood that uh, the the bad orange men will get reelected. I'd like to know what's going on in your state. Shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. That's spelled D-A-W-S. Let me know if uh, if uh, people in your state are venturing out and uh, is starting to ignore these uh, these quarantine orders. What's going on over there at the Morning Mojo? All these jackholes are, uh, are slamming Brad and Ron uh, all of a sudden. Apparently, uh, near as I can tell, for not being Doc Thompson. <laughs> you know, I miss Doc like everybody else does, but I don't think that uh, complaining is going to suddenly turn uh, Brad Staggs into Doc Thompson. Brad's got his own style and his own uh, delivery, and and I enjoy it. Apparently, the the big controversy is uh, the the jackholes don't like these guests. They don't want guests to come on. I thought guests were good. I thought that was a, a good thing. You know, getting getting guests and and you know preparing and and having guests on that's a lot of work. I do it uh, on occasion when I get tired of listening to you know myself talk, and uh, and I can tell you it it's uh, it takes a lot of preparation. And I was sort of surprised to find out that people don't want guests. If you're sending me an email, let me know what's going on in your state. Uh, let me know if you like guests on the show because if you don't like guests, and I'm perfectly willing to sit here and beat my gums. Uh, every day, I, you know, I, I try to bring extended clips so that, uh, you can get an idea of what's going on without having to, uh, to wade through all the noise and the chaff on, uh, on cable TV. Tell me if you like call-ins as well. You know, uh, I could take this show, uh, to a call-in show like, uh, like most of AM radio. I, I decided against that long ago because you do get some good callers. But about 70 or 75% are callers. They don't add anything to the conversation. Um, you know, they're just repeating things or, or they're misinformed. A lot of people get off on, uh, on the host slamming the callers and insulting the callers. I'm really not into that either. I mean, I could do it. Um, but, you know, if somebody's taking the time to listen to your show and, and taking the time to call in and sit on hold... I can't imagine just uh, insulting them and cutting them off like uh, like so much of um, AM talk radio does. I sort of modeled this show on uh, on uh, Rush Limbaugh's show. Uh, not that you know, I think I'm El Rushbo. Actually, I think uh, you get a lot more um, you know insights and and uh, valuable content on this show than you do Rush. Rush seems to lock down on one topic and. And really go on and on and on about it. But Rush does all, very, very few call-ins, uh, very few guests. Uh, mostly it's a monologue. He doesn't even play a lot of clips. He just uh, he just holds forth. Be able to do that for 30 years and, uh, and be number one in talk radio is a hell of an achievement. So it'd be kind of silly for me to say anything bad about Rush. Looks like we got a meat shortage coming on. You know, uh, some of these meat processing plants um, in the Midwest and Upper Midwest uh, are are it's turning into hot spots. A few of them did, and then uh, by and large, they just uh, they just shut some of the other uh, many of the other meat packing plants down to uh, to avoid the same fate. 
I guess they're afraid of lawsuits. But uh, if you haven't uh, put, uh, you know, plenty of beef, chicken, and and uh, pork in your freezer, might be a real good time to uh, break out of your quarantine and, and uh, take in, put in some stores. Or you can go to preparewithmojo50.com, go over to My Patriot Supply and get uh, get some uh, two month supply of uh, emergency uh, emergency food stores. So the big story I missed yesterday was uh, this this uh, latest media hoax where they claim that Donald Trump told people to to drink bleach and Lysol. And man, you just get reminded occasionally just how screwed up these people in the media are. They uh, they basically just take whatever talking points the Democrats fax them in the morning and they run with it. It's really uh, an episode of Trump derangement syndrome on parade. Trump never suggested that people drink bleach or inject Lysol into their veins. He uh, During this uh, press conference, he had the latest findings on how quickly disinfectant and sunlight kill the virus. And uh, he, he was just musing, you know, that if you could find a way to to get um, those uh, those things inside the body, a disinfectant, <laughs> a disinfectant. We we do that a lot. Uh, you know, uh, 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 antibiotics are a disinfectant. It disinfects you. It kills. Uh, in the case of antibiotics, uh, it kills um, bacteria. And uh, and they you know they put uh, they put toxins in people's body to to kill cancers, chemotherapy. That's what that's all about. But uh, they went off on this uh, three-day tear over the weekend that Donald Trump had told people to drink bleach or Lysol. Uh, Joe Biden actually put out a clip says, uh, I can't believe I'm having to say this, but don't drink bleach. <laughs> well, I can't believe you did say that. But, you know, I guess if you're uh, the head of the Democrat Party, it might be a good thing to remind Democrats not to drink bleach. Because the latest uh, latest episode, they they had taken and twisted the pre- uh, president's words. I'll play you a clip. This is what the president actually said after he had the you know the update that was uh, that was telling telling people that um, how effective sunlight and disinfectant was in killing the the virus. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that has him in check, but you're going to test it. I guess I should stop here and tell any Democrats that might happen to be listening. Don't swallow a light bulb. Do not swallow a light bulb. Back to the clip. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. We'll the right, folks right. And then I see the disinfectant. Where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets in the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. So to, did you hear the president utter the words bleach or Lysol during that little jag? Actually, it's a perfectly reasonable question to ask if uh, 
if this virus doesn't stand up to disinfectant, is there some way we could get a disinfectant inside the body? Now, he's not saying that people ought to do that on their own, and obviously drinking bleach or Lysol will kill you. Most thinking Americans know that, but over at MSNBC and CNN, they they filled three news cycles with the smear that Donald Trump had suggested that people drink bleach or ingest or inject Lysol. And uh and maybe they got it from Nancy Pelosi, uh who speaking of Mitch, what's gotten into him? Well, it's an indication. The president is asking people to inject Lysol into their lungs. And Mitch is saying So Nancy Pelosi, the president is asking people to inject Lysol into their lungs. That's such you know, this is such irresponsible rhetoric. You know, Trump goes after people pretty hard, but he he does it in a, a, a way that's more accurate and and not so totally irresponsible. Here's uh here is what this is all about. This is Nancy Pelosi. I guess this was back in uh in two thousand what year was this? This was a about three years ago where Nancy Pelosi is describing the wrap-up smear. The wrap-up smear. And then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. It's, it's a tactic. It's a tactic. It's just something we use. Never mind we're talking about issues of life and death, and we're trying to, you would think, rally behind the commander-in-chief during a national emergency. Well, those rules are out the window because they are desperate to unseat this president and end Somehow they've got, uh, you know, Joe Biden as their nominee, and they know that that's probably not going to work out so good. But getting back to the clip where the president suggested that, um, you know, UV light bringing it into the body might be a good idea. Well, you know, that's not a new thing. This has been, uh, I think, a, a patent was issued on doing that uh, decades ago. And there is a company right now that's that's experimenting with uh, taking UV light down the trachea into the bronchioles to uh, to kill the coronavirus, which uh, does such a uh, such damage to the lungs. Here's a clip where they uh, contrast the president's statement with the actual reality of the of the uh, UV light uh, that's being developed. The body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. This is the ability of UV light to treat flu symptoms. The UV light device she uses is from a Santa Barbara business called UVLRX. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. So you, can you show us a little bit about how it works with Ab- your absolutely. demonstration here? <laughs> so, so this would be um, the patient arm. Okay. And the procedure lasts for about an hour. And it's really simple. It's just like getting a regular IV, like if you were going to rehydrate. And I think you said you're going to test that too. Sounds interesting. So the technology has been around for over 100 years. Uh-huh. UV light treating flus and, and viruses and bacteria. It, it won a Nobel Peace Prize 100 years. 
It's a body. Well, that particular clip wasn't the one that uh, takes it into the lungs, although you could see the obvious benefit of, uh, you know, taking the light inside the lungs and killing uh, the viruses by the by the millions. Uh, that, that particular clip that I played you is actually uh, bringing the light inside the, uh, the veins. So as your heart pumps blood throughout your body and it circulates through the body, it's killing the virus. It's letting your circulation system, uh, you know, aid in exposing the virus to this UV light that's, uh, that's put into one part of your body. The blood circulates all throughout your body, and as it passes a particular um, insertion point of the IV, it gets cleaned with this UV light. So, you know, we, 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 got, we had to listen to the media tell us, oh, the president has got to listen to science. The president's anti-science. Well, now the president points out, you know, some scientific developments that are, by the way, nothing new. And they uh, they merchandise it into the latest wrap up smear because it serves their political ends. Right after they um, they started with the wrap up smear that uh, the president had told people to drink bleach or Lysol, of course, they went on this frantic search, desperately trying to find some idiot somewhere that had drinking uh, that had drank uh, Clorox or Lysol. They were unable to find that, so apparently they ginned up some calls to the uh, to the New York Poison Control Center, probably by some of the left-wing activists, and the headline was, oh, the, the New York Poison Control Center spiked, calls spiked 300% in one day. Well, it turns out that 300% represented 30 calls. 30 calls to the poison control center. There were actually no poisonings. It's just people asking about the news uh, uh, coverage of this. Ah, man. So I uh, mentioned about this upcoming meat shortage, and I do want to uh, take a, a minute to remind you to go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. It'll take you over to My Patriot Supply. And uh, you can get your supply of emergency food rations. They're still sold out of their two-week supply, but you're going to get a four-week emergency food supply and save $100, normally $297. You can get it today for $197 and get free shipping and handling. It's 284 servings of breakfast, lunch, dinners, snacks, and drinks. Gives you 2,000 calories a day, 12 different varieties of food, and a 12-year shelf life. Comes in a, um, uh, a bucket that's easily stored. You can get one or more of these. I think there's a, a limit of three per household right now. Put it in your closet, and you'll be prepared for the next time that these idiots in Washington, D.C. decide to shut down our economy. Let's see. You remember they uh, uh, what we're talking about ingesting things. They they told you for the longest time that uh, chloroquine is dangerous and poisonous, and uh, the president was uh, a witch doctor for suggesting that it might be effective against the coronavirus. I just want to remind you that chloroquine's been around since 1940. If you're traveling overseas like you do in the military, they give you 
hydroxychloroquine as a prophylactic a prevention against catching malaria. They use it for other conditions as well, rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. So the media that keeps telling us that we've got to, uh, you know, pay attention to the scientists are absolutely engaged in their own disinformation campaign, trying to smear any effective treatment of this virus. So the president, uh, after suggesting over the weekend that he was going to stop having these White House press conferences, because uh, I think he said that, uh, let's see if I can find this clip. No, he basically said that, uh, you know, the media is just using it as an opportunity to ask combative questions and try to get their face on TV. But then he, uh, he went ahead and backed off of that because there was some good news to report. And, uh, I would suggest that the president do continue with the press conferences, but he, he needs to take, uh, just a very few questions, three or four, make them short, sweet. If they're stupid questions, don't answer them. Don't engage these clowns in the media. But he, uh, he went out yesterday and he had a press conference and this is the quality of questions that he, uh, he got to entertain from the, uh, from the Trump derangement syndrome infected media. If an American president loses more Americans over the course of six weeks and died in the entirety of the Vietnam war, does he deserve to be reelected? So, so let me just play that again. This is a, uh, a reporter at, for New York magazine. And, uh, she, she finally got her chance to get inside the press briefing and she's going to get her face on TV. She's got a gotcha question ready for the president because, uh, you know, the, the death toll from, uh, from that is being attributed to coronavirus. I think these numbers are inflated at past 50,000, which is about the amount of, uh, troops that we lost directly killed in action in Vietnam. President loses more Americans over the course of six weeks than died in the entirety of the Vietnam War. Does he deserve to be reelected? So, yeah, we've lost a lot of people. He shouldn't have answered that question. That's an asinine question. This is a virus. It is not uh, a a shooting war. You know, she could say the same thing if if an American president uh, were were in office at the same time that a hundred thousand people a year were killed from uh from lung disease or or, uh lung cancer or killed on the highways does he deserve to be reelected? i actually thought that the president uh kept his cool and answered it in a very um substantive way so yeah we've lost a lot of people but if you look at what original projections were 2.2 million we're probably heading to 60,000, 70,000. It's far too many. One person is too many for this. And I think we've made a lot of really good decisions. The big decision was closing the border or doing the ban. People coming in from China, obviously, other than American citizens, which had to come in. Can't say you can't come in. You can't come back to your country. I think we've made a lot of good decisions. I think that Mike Pence and the task force have uh, done a fantastic job. I think that everybody working on the ventilators, uh, you see what we've done there, have done unbelievable. The press doesn't talk about ventilators anymore. They just don't want to talk about them. And that's okay. But the reason they don't want to talk, that was a subject that nobody would get off of. They don't want to talk about them. Uh, We're in the same position on testing. We are 
lapping the world on testing. And the world is coming to us, as I said. They're coming to us saying, what are you doing? How do you do it? We're helping them. So, uh, no, I think we've done a great job. And uh, one person, I will say this, one person is too many. You see her or you hear her there trying to uh, to re-inject. Uh-oh. He, uh, he took my question and played some jujitsu with it and, and uh, turned it into co- a campaign commercial. And she didn't like that. You know, he should have probably put a question back to her. Well, what would you have me do? We closed travel. We shut people in their homes. We canceled concerts, banned, in, you know, uh, gatherings of 10 or more people. This was at the same time, remember, that uh, Biden and Pelosi were all saying that the ban is outrageous. Pelosi was out in the streets telling people to go to parades. Now, you know, they're saying, oh, well, he should have uh, kept Americans from coming back. He really didn't have a travel ban because he let Americans that were overseas come back home. Just doesn't end. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk more about testing. We're going to talk about lifting the orders of the lockdown in Georgia and other southern states. And we'll check in on the latest on Biden's sexual assault right after these messages. I'm right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. So, it appears that the Democrat and the news media's new tactic to try to do as much damage to this economy as uh, can be done is to demand that governors wait for uh, two weeks of decreased positive tests two weeks consecutively in order to reopen their economies. Now, the problem with this is pretty obvious to anybody who bothers to take a look at it, and that is that they're also saying that, uh, you know, demanding that we ramp up the testing, and the president is doing that. He's massively increasing the number of tests that are being pushed out to the states. So at the same time, the, the number of tests administered goes up. So will the number of positives. So if you wait to reopen your economy until you get two weeks of, of uh, downward trends in the number of positive cases while at the same time you massively ramp up testing, 
Well, that's just a recipe for economic suicide. Under those conditions, we would we would stay locked down uh, indefinitely. You know, I I'm not convinced that this whole effort to massively test everybody in the country is worthwhile to begin with. I think sample testing is a, is a much better indicator. Find out how many people, you know, t- test positive out of the sample. Extrapolate that to the broader population. Look at the number of hospitalizations that occur where people actually get sick and the number of uh, deaths. Then you can see what the, uh, the, the percentage of people that, uh, you know, have the virus end up in the hospital and what percent end up dying. Then we can tell whether or not, you know, what we've done so far made any sense at all. And it's looking more and more like it doesn't. Got Nancy Pelosi. I keep picking on Nancy Pelosi today, but uh, she is, you know, she's the leader of the Democrat Party. She's out there saying testing, testing, testing. The key that opens the door to the economy is testing, testing, testing. We haven't done it right. If, as Dr. Fauci says, if we proceed on the right way, uh, then we can do that. But we haven't. So... Testing, testing, testing. And by the way, you've got to pay attention to Dr. Fauci's admonition that you've got to have 14 straight days of reduced positive tests in order to reopen your economy. Is Nancy too stupid to realize what that dynamic would, would uh, result in? Or is, does she, in fact, want the economy to stay closed down to improve Mr. Magoo Joe Biden's chances at, uh, at beating Donald Trump? You know, we got Bill Gates on uh, on CNN over the weekend. I think he was on with uh, Fareed Zakaria saying that, oh, uh, you know, China, China's, this is not China's fault. China did a much better job than we did. Did respond very quickly and get their testing in place and they avoided the incredible economic pain. And it's sad that even the U.S. that you would have expected to do this well uh, did it particularly poorly, but it's not time to talk. About- oh, China did it well. They avoided the economic pain. They're in the first contraction that they've suffered, and their their economy is is not growing at all, and in fact is shrinking. Bill Gates, the big brain genius from Microsoft, which I think perfectly describes him, says that China did it well. We did it poorly, and oh, by the way, I don't want to talk about that after I just talked about it. Now, I want to talk about my plans for getting everybody in the world vaccinated. Did respond very quickly and get their testing in place, and they avoided the incredible economic pain. And it's sad that even the U.S. that you would have expected to do this well uh, did it particularly poorly, but it's not time to talk about that. But this is the time to take the great science we have, the fact that we're in this together, uh, you know, fix testing treatments and get that vaccine and, you know, minimize the trillions of dollars uh, and many things that you can't even dimensionalize in economic terms uh, that are awful about the situation that we're in. So that's a distraction. Well, you know what group was leading the charge on shutting down the economy that caused all of those trillions of dollars of economic damage and which appears in hindsight now 
to be exactly the wrong prescription? That was Bill Gates Foundation that was advising uh, Dr. Burks and and, uh, Anthony Fauci that that was the path to take. And now he takes to CNN and praises the communist Chinese that caused this through their either their intention or their negligence. And this is the guy that uh, wants to lead the effort to to uh, to vaccinate everybody in the world. You know, I was saying early on, I'm, I'm just I'm just an old retired fireman. I was saying early on reading the literature that the the fact that this virus attacks elderly and uh, people with compromised immune systems gave us a great opportunity that we could quarantine those people, the vulnerable populations, and let everybody else get the herd immunity. Once you get that herd immunity, but you, you stop spreading the disease. We could have been well along the way of, of uh, getting past this instead of now facing what looks to be about 18 more months before uh, the required 60% of the population is uh, is carrying antibodies in order to reach this herd immunity. But, you know, you didn't have to be a genius. You could just be an old firefighter, retired firefighter with a uh, radio show to figure this out. When you heard, um, you know, people like Dr. Uh, Witkowski talking about this herd immunity. With all respiratory diseases, the only thing that stops the disease is herd immunity. About 80% of the people need to have had contact with the virus, and the majority of them won't even have recognized that they were infected or they had very, very mild symptoms. 96% of the people that uh, catch this virus, according to the latest studies, are asymptomatic. They show no signs whatsoever. The remaining 4%. The vast majority of those, it's like a uh, a flu. Sometimes it's a very bad flu. Some of the people, just like the flu, will end up in the hospital, and some people will die. And it's looking more and more, according to the latest samples, that the number of people will die is right in line with the seasonal flu. There was a clip uh, that was going around. A couple of doctors out in California was saying the lockdowns are exactly the wrong way to go. That clip was immediately removed from YouTube because apparently these guys, even though they're doctors in the field of epidemiology, were not uh, spouting the uh, the same line as the World Health Organization, so they have to be censored. But this is um, this is Doctor Dan Erickson explaining exactly what we should do now that we know the true nature of this virus. Viruses kill people. End of story. The flu kills people. COVID kills people. But for the rest of us, we develop herd immunity. We we develop the ability to take this virus in and defeat it. And for the vast majority, 95% of those around the globe, this is true. And when we look at people that have locked down and people that haven't locked down, we have massive data. It is not statistically significant whether you lock down or not. So why are we doing it? Do you think it's safe for the state to lift the lockdown? Yes. Would it be safe for people to yes. be outside right now? Yes. I'm outside with no mask. Are the gloves and masks maybe a little bit too much right now? Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, again, do you, do you want your immune system built or do you want it not built? 
The building blocks of your immune system is virus and bacteria. End of story. That's how you build it. You know, you know, I sort of worry about this latest generation that spends all of their time sitting on a couch playing video games. One of the ways that you used to develop a strong immune system was when you were a kid and your immune system was best able to uh, develop uh, antibodies and, and fight off of these things. You were outside playing in the dirt, drinking out of water hoses, uh, sharing uh, bottles of Coke, uh, doing all of the things that uh, that ended up making you you know have a strong immune system, but uh, not anymore. Now they lock everybody inside and demand that you get a vaccine that won't be available for a year and a half or more, if ever, because Bill Gates, who is not, by the way, a a, a medical doctor, has no real expertise in this area other than you know he he's got a lot of money to throw around tells us that we have to wait for the vaccine and that uh, once we get vaccinated we need to carry a digital certificate presumably in the form of a chip under your skin i got another clip here from dr erickson that i uh i want you to play he's talking about the the uh the, the contrast between the lockdown uh, nations and the ones that didn't lock down. Yeah. So when I look at the data globally, I look at Sweden and I look at California, New York and the U.S. and I say one locked down and one didn't. One right. let it run its course and one didn't. And has that affected the death rate? And the death rate has really been 150 per million for the United States and 200 per million for Sweden. Italy and Spain have 400 per million and they locked down, which means their death rate was higher. And there's a well, and the key to the, that, that part of the statement is the United States, um, you know, yes, we've had 50 per million fewer deaths than Sweden, but we're far, uh, we're, we're not nearly as far along the road to develop this herd immunity. So this thing is going to continue to, uh, to hammer the United States as a result of these terrible decisions in two weeks. Sweden will have reached 60% and will have developed that herd immunity and, and they will be able to move past this. If these lockdowns continue in the United States, as they appear to be doing in these Democrat states, we're just going to uh, let this thing drag on drips and drabs while it destroys the economy and end up in the exact same place. A variety of factors for that. I don't want to simplify it, but what I'm saying is sheltering in place and locking down was supposed to the point of it was to not overwhelm our hospital systems. Well, in Kern County, our hospital census is very low as I talk to the CEOs. Their ICUs have very few patients. Their ERs don't have patients. They have many beds open. And we're saying, okay, for two months, we, we sheltered, we locked down, we did what was required. Now I think it's appropriate to start easing up and allowing the medical system to bring all of its people back and function at a normal level. You know, there are hospital systems throughout this country. A lot of these are community hospitals that were, uh, you know, uh, built uh, by uh, prominent people in the community and everything and uh, supported by a hospital district designed to serve their populations. These places are in massive economic distress as a result of this. And now they're probably going to get scooped up by these big corporations or even worse, maybe just go out of business. The illegal immigration crisis in this country forced hundreds and hundreds 
of these type of hospitals out of business as their emergency rooms were flooded with illegal immigrants. And now they're going to be subjected to this, this disaster as well. So right now it looks like between 12 and 33 million Americans have had the coronavirus. And, uh, you know, because of this, this, uh, increase in testing. And we know now that the mortality rate is right in line with the seasonal flu. So, I don't know what more needs to be known. In Miami, they did a study. This was one of the hot hot spots. The mortality rate is is a point oh one percent. And I think that uh, when all of this is over, it's going to turn out that these people that you know they're slamming, like Brian Kemp in Georgia, the governor of Texas, and uh, who's reopening his state in Oklahoma, are going to be the ones that uh, show to have common sense while these uh, these government experts are going to be having to take the example or uh, take, the, um, take the responsibility for all of this economic damage they've done. Here's a clip. This is Brian Kemp of Georgia stepping out, announcing that he is, uh, he's going to reopen all of the businesses that had been closed. Given the favorable data, enhanced testing, and approval of our health care professionals, we will allow gyms, fitness centers, bowling alleys, body art studios, barbers, cosmetologists, hair designers, nail care artists, estheticians, their respective schools, and massage therapists to reopen their doors this Friday, April the 24th. Oh, my God. You would have thought that he had suggested that, uh, you know, they, um, you would have thought he suggested that they, they just take people out and, and kill them. Keisha Lance Bottom, who somehow became mayor of Atlanta, despite not having walking around since, wasn't going to let that pass. She, uh, she took the good morning America with George Stephanopoulos, who uh, was one of the asymptomatic COVID-19 Wuhan virus carriers. And uh, Keisha Bottoms just uh, said, well, we're not going to do it here in Atlanta. Mayor of Atlanta right now, Keisha Lance Bottoms, joins us this morning. Mayor Bottoms, thank you for joining us this morning. I want to put up that cover from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution this morning, reopening today. It's happening today in the state of Georgia. So what is your message as this process starts? What's the most important thing you want the people of Atlanta and Georgia and the country to know about this? Well, good morning, George. I'm glad to see that you and your wife are feeling better. Um, What I would say is simply just stay home, listen to the scientists, and there is nothing essential about going to a bowling alley or getting a manicure in the middle of a pandemic. It is, it's necessary that we continue to distance ourselves to the extent that we've had any type of relief in the state. It's because we have been aggressive, especially in the metro Atlanta area in socially distancing and asking people to stay home. So there's the great epidemiologist, Keisha Lance Bottom. And I can tell you, I've had, uh, I've had contact with the uh, health directors over the years in Atlanta, and they have been, without exception, complete buffoons. 
But uh, she's telling us that uh, the only the only reason that uh, we're in a position to reopen is because we've stayed indoors, so we ought to continue to stay indoors. She doesn't uh, she doesn't suggest when it might be time to go ahead and uh, and return to the economy. Hey, you want to get yourself a great T-shirt? Go over to AmericaFirstRadio.shop. It's AmericaFirstRadio.shop, and I've got a couple of T-shirts over there for you. One says, A Country Boy Can Survive, the old Hank Williams Jr. song. And the other is, Failure to Prep is Prepping to Fail. You can get yours today. You'll get free same-day shipping. And while you're there, go ahead and stock up on your banana bags. Banana bags is an oral solution. You add it to 8 ounces of water, and it will uh, keep you from becoming dehydrated, or it will rehydrate you if you have become dehydrated and it'll do it uh, with a, a a great blend that contains vitamins a d and uh, b to restore your immune system and uh and return you to good health those are 15 dollars and 50 cents you get five bags put them in the medicine cabinet next time you get sick or if you have a hangover and suffering from dehydration, you'll have them. Go to AmericaFirstRadio.shop. That's AmericaFirstRadio.shop and get yours today. So what should we talk about? What should we talk about? Well, this is the week that um, we're going to hear whether or not this Judge Sullivan in this uh, federal courtroom in Washington, D.C., decides uh, that if he's going to restore justice to Michael Flynn or if he's going to continue this witch witch hunt, his lawyer, Sidney Powell, Michael Flynn's lawyer, has uh, has finally gotten the government to get up off of a lot of the uh, exculpatory uh, information that they've been hiding from the court. And... Um, and it looks like General Flynn is uh, is probably going, if Judge Sullivan decides to do the right thing, have the charges dismissed against him. Chanel Rion at that presser yesterday, Chanel Rion of One America News, asked uh, if Flynn is exonerated for this uh, this entrapment that he suffered, would Trump consider him bringing him back into the administration? OAN, please go ahead. Mr. President, thank you. Uh, as I'd like to switch gears and talk about General Flynn. There are reports circulating now that he may well be fully exonerated this week. If that were if that were the case, is there any reason why you would not bring him back into the administration? Uh, I will only say this. I think that General Flynn is a wonderful man. He had a wonderful career. And it was a disgrace what happened to General Flynn. Let's see what happens now. But what happened to General Flynn should never happen again in our country. Well, if you really believe that, if you really believe that the deep state, the law enforcement and intelligence agencies under Barack Obama entrapped and framed General Flynn, why wouldn't you, as a way of restoring his good name, go ahead and bring him back into the government? He certainly could be a great asset in the intel in, in the intelligence field, he was the national security advisor. I'm trying to remember who's uh, occupying that position right now. But at the very least, 
he needs to go back uh, into the intelligence, maybe defense intelligence, and finish his good work. The president needs to wait until he is exonerated, and then he needs to issue a pardon so that uh, if, God forbid, the president uh, loses re-election, then uh, the Democrats can't turn around and go back after Michael Flynn on these bogus trumped-up charges. Sidney Powell uh, has has uh, not been doing a lot of public speaking uh, since these latest uh, what what are they called three o twos the uh, the memos that FBI agents write after an interview have come forward uh, showing that the prosecution of Michael Flynn was uh, politically motivated. But uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from her. I, I'm trying to decide whether to play this clip or not. Sidney Powell is, uh, if uh, if, uh, Trump could get her to come into the Justice Department, that'd be a great uh, cleaning, uh, house cleaning there as well. So let's talk about the black support for Donald Trump. More and more black politicians are stepping out and uh, endorsing Donald Trump and saying good things about him. It has got the Democrat Party absolutely in a panic. They're starting to punish Democrat elected officials that dare say anything good about this president. You remember the uh, the Democrat representative from uh, Detroit that came to the White House and praised the president for um, bringing to light uh, the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine. It had saved her life, according to her doctor. And there have been many other black politicians that have stepped out to endorse the president. The latest is Vernon Jones, former um, chairman. They call it a CEO in DeKalb County, Georgia, which is in metro Atlanta. And uh, right after he endorsed the president, the Democrat Party uh, retaliated against him to the point where he had decided that he was going to step down from his uh, current office as, um, as a state representative. But now he's backed off that and says that uh, just because, uh, you know, they were so determined that he go, he's decided to stay. Hello, America. I'm Representative Vernon Jones, a proud member of the Georgia House of Representatives. And, you know, recently I endorsed Donald J. Trump for his campaign reelection. And I hope you join me in those efforts. But little did I know that I would receive such barrage of attacks and name calling by the far left in the Democratic Party. You know, on yesterday I had announced that I would not be completing my term. But then when I started receiving the overwhelming amount of support and outcry from the people that I represent in House District 91 in DeKalb and Rockdale counties, my fellow Georgians and fellow Americans from across this country in every walk of life, every age, Every color. You know, I cannot wait to see what, uh, how well the president does with the black vote this time around. I think he's going to do historically well for a Republican reelection. I think the last um, Republican president that did well, received over 15%, was Ronald Reagan. I think this, this president has, uh, one, shown his goodwill toward black people, and two, uh, he is more aligned now with the real cultural conservatism that uh, the black people believe in. 
Most of the people that the black people that vote in elections are church people and how they're going to convince themselves to, to vote for a Democrat that, uh, that the Democrat party has become so anti-religion and so socially, um, just, just off the deep end. I just think there's too big of a con or a, a contradiction there that a lot of, uh, Blacks are going to realize that they need to uh, separate themselves from this Democrat Party and go ahead and reelect this president if they want the culture that they they value uh, protected. I found a clip here of Vernon Jones. This was a uh, full 12 years ago when he was uh, running for U.S. Senate for Georgia, and uh, and it turns out that you know this is not. His endorsement of Donald Trump is not some publicity campaign. He's believed in the America First agenda going all the way back to 2008. A record of balancing budgets, a record of creating jobs, where we're hurting right now. I have a record of doing renewable energy. I have a solid record of accomplishments that I I can use that experience. And I can use my, my relationships with both sides of the aisle, both Republicans and Democrats, to bring together North Georgia, Middle Georgia, and South Georgia. We're one Georgia. We're hurting here in Georgia. I am tired of investing in other countries and not investing back here at home for our children. To leave no child behind, left the stakes behind, the child behind, and the money behind. It didn't work. Um, it's enough of partisan politics. It's enough of building bridges and roads and schools in foreign countries, and our schools are collapsing. Collapsing. Our bridges are collapsing. Uh, vote for Vernon Jones. Vote for change. Vote so, yeah, Vernon Jones, um, I think he's being true to himself, and uh, and I think he's going to be rewarded for it. Well, we're running out of time. I just want to say a few things about uh, this Biden sexual assault uh, story that the mainstream media is turning a blind eye to. We're go- we'll ter- cover it um, more in-depth on tomorrow's show. But, of course, over the weekend, uh, this, uh, this call that uh, Tara Reid's mother made into CNN way back in 19... 19- 93 contemporaneous with the, uh, the allegation of sexual assault that she has made against Joe Biden. Let me see if I can play this clip for you real quick and then we'll comment on it. For more phone calls on this very important topic, our guests are former United States Senator Howard Baker. Well, we're not going to have time for that, but just the, uh, the contrast between the way they handled the, the allegations against Brett Kavanaugh and the way that they're handling these allegations against uh, against Joe Biden is causing a big split in the Democrat Party. A lot of these Me Too activists are recognizing the hypocrisy, and uh, and they're not happy at all with their candidate. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition. Right now, I want to thank you for joining us, and invite you back here again tomorrow, right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. I look forward to talking to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. 
Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.